0: Hi, I'm Tim Zacharias with Cougar USA and your host of Building Value. On this episode today, I'm very excited to have back Matt Lanza with Space City Weather. Welcome back to the show, sir.
1: Great to be here. Thank you, Tim.
0: Awesome. Well, you know, very excited. Like I said, we're going to be catching up on what has been going on with Space City Weather over the last year and most importantly, talking about the 2022 hurricane season and what to expect. On Building Value, we go behind the scenes of building operations to showcase the people and products that make buildings work and the value they bring to the community. Well, we are back with Matt Lanza from Space City Weather. I'm very excited about this episode. I'm a huge fan of the website. Uh, And Matt was a great guest last year, so I'm excited he's back again to talk about just kind of what's been going on with Space City weather and what we have to look forward to with um, this latest hurricane season. So Matt, welcome back to the show. Hey
1: Tim, yeah, thank you for having me back. It's good to be here again.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, before we get right into the talking about hurricane season, I know there's been a lot of kind of change and growth within Space City over the last year, so can you kind of catch us up on what's been going on there?
1: Yeah, we've had a pretty exciting year uh, with a lot of uh, new things going on. Um, we've, uh, for one, have our new app, uh, which I guess isn't new anymore since it's almost a year old, <laughs> um, which is still kind of weird. Uh, but that's been great. Yeah. Uh, it's been a great way yeah. to um, to reach a lot of our readers and in, in sort of our goal is to kind of reach people where they are, right? And uh, that's kind of what you have to do nowadays. Um, sure. And uh, that's been great. So you can get that if you have an uh, Android phone, Apple phone, if you haven't already, um, go for it. Just search the App Store, uh, Google Play, uh, and you'll be able to find our Space City Weather app there. Uh, we also have launched a uh, Spanish language uh, co-site, basically, uh, that is manned by uh, uh, Maria, uh, uh, Maria Santolongo, um, who has done a phenomenal job for us. Uh, Very and cool. yeah, it's been, it, it's been great. Uh, we, again, reaching people where they are in, in the manner that they would yeah. like to receive their information is, is kind of a, sort of the spirit of our site. And, um, you know, that's one thing we've tried to, to improve on. And, um, you know, if you know anybody that, that prefers reading their news in, 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 Spanish, that's kind of what we w- want to go for, um, and, and reach people that, uh, maybe don't get as much weather information as, as people that have, uh, you know, more English speaking, um, the news sources. So just another way to, to be in touch with people. And then the site's just done what the site has done. It's been a little quieter this year, thankfully, which is, you know, good. <laughs> um, yeah. Hopefully it stays that way for a little longer. And um, yeah, we'll see what other fun things we have coming in the future.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I love the app. I still love getting the emails every morning, uh, and, you know, get the notification through the app. So uh, definitely great information. And, you know, if anybody, if I'm connected with any of y'all on LinkedIn, I'm, you know, definitely see that Y'all are the only site I'll share out for weather information. It's kind of funny. I have some buddies. They're like, you know what? I don't even pay attention to the weather anymore. I know if it gets bad, that you're gonna send out the latest from Space City. So <laughs> I'm like an intermediary weatherman for some. It's
1: right. And it's so funny because what you're telling, what you're saying right now, is actually where a lot of our readership ends up coming from. Is just people like that that are sharing with their their social networks, their communities, their neighborhoods, whatever. Uh, and that's really what's, I think, made the site kind of successful and almost unique in a way. Sure. Um, is just that that's sort of how, you know, that's our marketing is is, is our readers, uh, which is great. Um, and when you can build that kind of trust, I guess that you're doing something right. So that's what we hope to keep doing.
0: Absolutely. That was definitely the word I was going to go to was trust. And, uh, you know, I think that's, that's why we keep coming back to y'all. And we talked about that last year, you know, the no hype. Um, <laughs> and so you know, definitely a reliable source for anyone in the Houston Gulf Coast area, uh, especially with hurricane season coming up. So uh, great to hear the updates. Glad to hear y'all are still growing and, uh, you know, definitely happy to be a supporter and help help get you some more readers where we can. So, <laughs> we appreciate um, it. <laughs> we'll, yeah. So let's let's jump into it. What is what do we have on tap for 2022 hurricane season?
1: Yeah, uh, that's the, the, the million dollar question. Um, so the, <laughs> the, there's a number of reasons to think, unfortunately, that this is going to be another active hurricane season. Uh, feels like we've been doing this since 2016, 2017. Uh, just every single year has been busy. Um, you know what? What we have in place uh, is reminiscent of some more active hurricane seasons. I don't think this is going to be along the lines of what we saw a couple of years ago with. Uh, all the activity in 2020 where it was just constant, constant storms. I think this would be more like last year. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay. Please, any, anything but that? Um, yes. Yeah, you know, last year was a pretty active hurricane season too, but we had two really nice long stretches of quiet. Um, I, I think it was from like mid-July through mid to late August that we had very few storms. And then again from uh, pretty much like after uh, Hurricane Nicholas came through, Um, in uh, September, things really quieted down the back half of the month and and into October. And that was really it, Um, Mm -hmm. which was nice for a change. You know, it's, we have not had those stretches the last few years that have been quiet. So hopefully that means we're kind of unwinding out of this period and, you know, maybe we'll have another active season, but it won't be, you know, insanely active, uh, you know, like as 2017 or 2020. So that's kind of what we're hoping for. Um, Right. Whether or not it's active in the Gulf versus active in the Atlantic. We can't really say, uh, but there's a couple interesting things about this year that we can talk about um, okay. as we go through.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it definitely in Louisiana last year uh, just got hammered and hopefully uh, <laughs> they get a little reprieve this year. Uh, not that I've, asking for it to come towards us, but maybe we can all, uh, you know, take a little bit of a break this year. Uh, But hopefully, you know, if it is a little more active than usual, uh, that they're maybe not as uh, intense as some of the other storms. So in terms, are there any forecasts out there or kind of indications of how many storms we're looking at or how intense they're going to be? And and just kind of maybe a broader question is, you know, what's driving the forecast? Like, how are they, how are y'all determining that we're going to see this many hurricanes?
1: Yeah, so there's a couple things. Um, in terms of the number of storms, uh, you know, last year we had about 21 of them. And I think it was uh, seven of them were hurricanes, which is, it's active, but not super active. Um, I, I would expect something along the lines of that this year. Um, getting six or seven hurricanes in a hurricane season is, is kind of normal now. Um, so that, you know, is, should be pretty close to average. But the number of storms may be a little bit higher. Some of that is geared toward how we name storms now. Um, and, and it's a lot easier to name something that maybe even as recently as 15 or 20 years ago wouldn't have gotten a name um, just because we have so uh, much better okay. technology. So we sure. we sort of talk in the background, and even some, some folks at the Hurricane, National Hurricane Center have discussed this as well, almost like a storm inflation, um, where you know because of how we do things, we actually end up with more storms now than we used to just because of how we do it. Uh, it's not so much that the season's that much more active, although 2020 was you know, pretty much as active as, as the number of storms suggested. Um, but one of the things we've been dealing with the last couple of years is this La Niña, which is uh, in the tropical Pacific, you've got um, the waters uh, around the equator. When they're warmer than normal, that's what everybody knows is El Niño. Um, but then you have the opposite of that. When they're colder than normal, that's what we call La Niña. And when you have La Niña, what happens is the trade winds that usually go across the Pacific Ocean into the Atlantic Ocean tend to weaken. So that does tend to weaken wind shear. Now, wind shear alone is not going to tear a hurricane apart, but it will help to generally keep a lid on things. So the less wind shear you have, or the less strong winds pushing across the Atlantic Ocean you have, uh, the more likely it is that you're going to have a more hospitable environment for tropical storms or hurricanes to develop in. Uh, So that's a key uh, factor in the reason, number one, it's been active the last few years, and number two, why this year is, again, expected to be active. We still have that La Nina in place, which is... Actually, a little strange, this would be, I think, the third hurricane season in a row that we have that. That does not happen very often, uh, historically, Mm. uh, that you have this sort of setup. So, a little bit of a unique uh, situation. The other reason is water temperatures. We've been so much warmer in the Atlantic Ocean. We've been warmer in the Gulf of Mexico, uh, and that has just been a pure, perfect breeding ground for anything to kind of spin up. Um, It just gets in the most remotely favorable environment, and it can just go off uh, and develop pretty Mm. quickly. So, uh, you know, we've got that again this year. Uh, The tropics are a little bit maybe cooler than normal right now. That could change over the next, you know, several weeks. Um, But once you get into the mid latitudes further up into the Atlantic, it gets a little bit warmer. So uh, maybe the storms will be more apt to develop further north than usual this year, which wouldn't impact us, um, you know, further out into the Atlantic. But with the Gulf being probably warm, uh, you know, that's certainly going to be in place, uh, I think, going into uh, this, this summer. And one of the things that will be very interesting from a Texas centric perspective is whether or not we have a drought. Um, and I, it's, I've been harping on that lately to a lot of people that I've been talking to because we've got, we've already have kind of a, a bit of a drought in our area. If you go into West Texas, it's a pretty bad drought already. Right. Um, and looking the next couple of weeks from when we're recording this doesn't look like we're gonna get that much rain. Um, and we're going to have temperatures in the 90s. Uh, it's going to feel more like mid to late June than mid to late May or early to mid May, I guess. Um, and mm. as that happens, if, if you have a pattern that sets up, you can almost set up a bubble over Texas. that sort of protects it from hurricanes, which is both good and bad. Good because you don't have to deal with hurricanes. But bad because you're just not getting the rain. <laughs> so, and that creates a whole That's other wild. set of problems. So we'll see. It could be an active season. It may not be active for us, or the drought could break down. We've had, uh, you know, we've come close to going into drought the last year and a half a few times, and every time it's come close, we've been bailed out by something. So we'll see what happens. But a lot of interesting little nuances to watch this year.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of kind of factors all going into it, and I can see why it's so difficult to (laughs) predict the weather with any sort of certainty. uh, Just you know, given all the little things that you've talked about and. you know, I still every time I hear about El Nino and La Nina, I always think about Chris Farley, you know, the, the old joke about <laughs> for all you non-Spanish speakers out there, <laughs> El Nino means the Nino, yes, right? Exactly. So, <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm just laughing in the back of my head a little bit when I when I hear that. But it's kind of funny to, uh, you know, be reminded of what that impact is and that it is significant. Um, so, like you said, going to be interesting to see how that plays out this year. And on one hand hate to have a drought, but it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if we didn't have a bunch of hurricanes. So, <laughs> no. um, you know, I guess picking the lesser, lesser of two evils right. there. Um, so what do you what do you feel like would maybe be some things for people to look out either specifically for this year, for hurricane season, or just kind of general uh, preparation?
1: Yeah, it's always good to, to kind of be prepared. One of the things we're trying to work on in the background actually on, on the site is to come up with a, almost like a resources page because a lot of times we realize that Um, you know, during these storm events, we're constantly having to look and find information to share with people like, all right, well, if you have, you know, if you need to know this, this, or this, here's the information. Right. So we're trying to make that easier for people. I don't know if that's going to get done by the start of hurricane season or not, but hopefully sometime during the season we'll have that. But in the meantime, um, things you can do first and foremost, know if you're in in an evacuation zone. Um, which you can search for. Uh, Harris County has uh, sites for that information. Galveston County has sites for that information. Uh, Brazoria County as well. All, you know, all the coastal counties, uh, you can determine if you are in an evacuation zone. If you live inland in places like Katy or northwest of Houston, you're not going to be in an evacuation zone, but you should still have pr- uh, preparations in place. Um, going into hurricane season, it's always good to be stocked with, with several days of water um, and some non-perishable foods as well, because you have to assume that it's going to take several days if there's a really catastrophic hurricane for help to just kind of get in uh, to the area. You know, right. there, we've seen so many stories of this happen time and time again in different places where you know power's out, everything's out, people can't get to the area, so it's three or four days before anybody even gets there to really you know get things set up and and, and you know have relief arrive uh, in case you need it. So you're your own best preparer for that stuff. Um, yes, and and it's very important to try and do that if you can. Um, and obviously have other essentials like batteries. Um, a radio is very good because that's going to be the one way you're going to want to get information. Um, I know, uh, you know, talking about like generators, that's sort of getting into more of the bigger ticket type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. just keep in mind that you know, with supply chain issues and everything else that's going on, it's not going to be that you can just go to your local store and say, I want a generator and get it tomorrow. Right. Um, it's good to be prepared for that um, and, and understand it's going to take several several weeks to months before that gets done. Uh, so if it's something you're considering and you're on the fence with, you know, maybe now's the time to start getting that in place. Uh, another thing to, to do that we tell everybody all the time, hurricane season or not, flood insurance. Have flood insurance whether you've the flooded audience. in the past or not absolutely um, because the one thing a lot of people say still is like well i didn't flood during harvey and, and and i say that that's great harvey was about as bad a storm as you'll ever have here but for your particular neighborhood it may not have been um if you get right. six inches of rain in an hour from just a thunderstorm that sits over you, your house could still flood um yep. you know whether you flooded in harvey or not so if you live in the area have flood insurance very very important and keep in mind Again, with hurricane season coming up, it takes, I think, 30 days for that to go into effect. So something you've been on the fence with, tomorrow, go out and do it. Go ahead and buy it. So those, those are sort of the key things I, I tell people uh, ahead of hurricane season. Yeah.
0: Yeah, those are great, uh, definitely good pieces of advice. And the, some of the websites that I've shared before in the past have a lot of the similar info, um, like the org has some good information, National Hurricane Center, and um, and then the uh, the Harris County Flood Warning System, we, I think we talked about that last year. That's a really good um, website to be able to track, you know, the watersheds and water levels and rainfall and all of that, um, set up alerts and get notified that things are happening. Um, and the, um, you know, definitely, we, we do. I think it's a gallon of water per person a day per person. is the recommendation. Yes. And uh, I found some really cool, like collapsible bottles on Amazon and then, I think it's called the Bob. It, like literally, fills up your toilet or your not your toilet, your uh, tub. Right. <laughs> don't, please don't fill up. Water from um, it fills up water from your tub. Yes. You basically fill up your tub with this giant bag, and you can pump water out of it. So, I mean, it only worked once. The kids wanted to play with the pump, and then it was kind of ruined. But, um, Always. But uh, you know, the all all little things that you can do, and like you said with generators, those are really tough to get. Um, and, and uh can be difficult to deal with all the gas and all that if you're not hooked up to natural gas or propane but uh those big giant battery packs have become you know pretty affordable and, and a good option for uh especially if you have like a cpap or something like that you know making sure that you got a big one to be able to power it so all all great advice and definitely on the commercial level you know this is definitely the time to be making sure that your sump pumps work um and then all of your uh you know backup generation and everything is is ready to go um you know i'm sure everybody's starting to Go down those checklists, but uh, definitely the you know sooner the the better uh, to get all of those things prepared. So awesome. Well, any other kind of uh, anything that we missed on the hurricane season this year, or anything with Space City in general that you want to make sure pass on to everybody yeah
1: and i, I think the, the one thing i always remind people of is just be careful during hurricane season with how you get your information and this is not necessarily uh, obviously i'm plugging our site <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time you know there are other trustworthy sources you may like better you may want to use and that's fine use them um but just be careful particularly on facebook and youtube there those seem to be the worst oh, offenders yeah. of just really horrible takes on <laughs> weather information Um, you know, someone will post a model image that's 384 hours in the future and just no context. And they'll say something along the lines of, this isn't a forecast. This is just a model, but just want you to know, look, there might be a hurricane in two weeks and it's just kind of like, all right.
0: And it's going to be the worst one of all time. Oh yeah, you're in the cone of impending doom (laughs) you're going to (laughs)
1: die if I had a dollar for every time some of these long range models showed gigantic hurricanes slamming into Houston on days 10 to 15 I'd be retired Um, it's just (laughs) it happened so many times even last year Hurricane Ida I don't know if people remember this or not but you know that developed within about three days between when it was nothing to when it made landfall in Louisiana but in the two or three days prior to that um, there was modeling that was barreling it right into Texas as as, as big as it was, um, you know, and that kind of made, you know, made me a little nervous, of course, but but when you looked under the hood at what these models were saying, it was evident that this was not a cut and dry situation where you can just throw a map up there and be like, hey, look, coming for you. Um, no, there was yep. a whole, you know, huge deviation of, of, of potential tracks um, from where it could go. So, you know, that's why, you know, I don't... Uh, there, there's I, I don't like to talk down to people at all. Like, you know, I'm the expert, but but there's a reason we do what we do. We can go through all this stuff. Sure. We understand it. We translate it, and we we we're not. We promise we're not hiding anything from people. That's the most common thing that <laughs> I hear is that you know oh why aren't you telling us about that one model I'm like because we're not. There's no reason to tell you about it because we just it's 12 days out. It doesn't not mean reliable, anything. Yeah. Um, you know, so just trust us to go through it and, and help you. And you'll know when it's time to, to worry about something. Believe me.
0: Yep. Yeah. But I remember, you know, looking back at some of the, the past hurricanes, you can definitely tell like, okay, this is, this is now an issue. Like we really need to take this, these seriously. You can see it in, in the blog posts and you can tell when, when you're like, okay, if they're taking it this seriously, I know I need to get my stuff in order
1: <laughs> and that's <laughs> it's, it's exactly why we try and be boring 90% of the time we don't want to do anything over the top you know because we want to save that for when we need it and um, right. around here yeah. you need it at some point so and that's good and the, you mentioned Facebook
0: but you know some of the other things that were going around were like the text message the copy and paste text message was like oh well my you know my brother-in-law works in city hall and blah 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 blah, blah. Right. you know and you're I don't know if I can really trust that or
1: not. <laughs> yeah, you have to, you really have to verify anything you see during hurricanes. I mean, really any time of year, but especially during hurricane season, because the one thing that, and, and we empathize with people around here that have just been bitten so many times um, by flooding or, or whatever, uh, you know, the freeze and all that is that we, we understand that people are on edge constantly. Um, you know, there's always that looming disaster in the back of your mind that's, that's, that's going to hit the area. Um, so we, we try to make sure that we take that into account when we're talking to people. We don't want to needlessly scare you when we don't have to. And, um, you know, honestly, you know, as, as much of a bad rap as, as media in general gets, you know, any meteorologist, you know, that works in Houston will tell you the same thing. They're, they're, they're just trying to inform where they can. So, you know, the whole way that the media goes about it sometimes can be a little cumbersome. But for the meteorologists sure. themselves you know, they're, they're sharing what they know and, um, you know, they're, they're, they're trying not to overhype things when they can, but, but we're definitely doing that as well. And, uh, you can rely on us throughout the season to keep you posted. Hey,
0: and we appreciate it. You know, y'all are doing a great job and, uh, congratulations on all the the growth and new things going on with space city. Happy to see that and definitely appreciate what y'all are doing. And, uh, you'll be, uh, you know, definitely I'll be tuning in every day, making sure we're staying up to date on, on what's going on because I know I've got, you know, my buddies that are waiting to, <laughs> for me to pass it on to. Them, so. Uh, well, but man, I, you know, I definitely appreciate having you on the show again. Uh, always great talking with you and, uh, glad we're able to do it again.
1: Yes. And thanks a lot for having me again. And thanks for, uh, being one of our most loyal followers for, for a long time. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Great. Well, I also want to thank everybody for watching or listening to this episode of Building Value, and we hope to see you on the next one.